Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the second episode of Peacemaker. Best Friends for Never. Written and directed by James Gunn. I gave this episode an 8.2 out of 10. I think the show has potential for a really a really well written arc in the form of some pretty outrageous outlandish type of ideas or a character I do see where that raw potential is and I like the trajectory of that if it is given a little bit more time to develop and it's done correctly the potential is there I should say what I am struggling with is some of the reference dialogue is I'm not always on board with the particular choice of banter between the characters and I don't like any of the characters at all in any sense of I want to root for or know more about at this stage besides the character of peacemaker which that's good because that's the protagonist but everything else surrounding it is not very strong yet now it's only the second episode i think that the intrigue with the alien aspect of it definitely is the strongest bit to make you want to click on the next episode for me is that I kind of want to know what's going on with that. I like aliens. I like alien tech. (laughs) I like the idea that something is happening in association with that, which hopefully we will get a little bit more answers on. So we shall see. I did take some notes on this recap. Chris calls Harcourt about his situation and the impending cops to show up about the sonic boom. He goes to retrieve his things from her apartment and wonders if the chip in his head could see him jerk off something he would do if Harcourt asked him. I'm probably going to forget later on, but it was funny when he's like, just crinkle a bag. He'll think it's chips. (laughs) Why do you feed your eagle chips? I got more chuckles out of this episode, I will say, than the first one, but I felt the first episode had more cohesion than that. Like, I felt the scene at the hotel went entirely too long for my particular liking. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the longest 30 minutes ever. <laughs> Trying to get out of this one hotel. Still, she is unable to button. Or Harcourt is unable to button her shirt. She retrieves Leota to drive. The team go into cleanup mode as Mern and Economist. Or is it just, I think it's John's his first name. Hyde Smith's vehicle identification and the women speed to the scene. Harcourt locked and loaded. Warning Leota that it isn't safe for her wife and dogs to be this close to their operation. For his part, Smith gets dressed and not only takes the underwear, 
but then has the caudacity to sniff it as well. I'm a thought. I'll own it. I'm not ashamed. And I was like, oh, when the officers got to the scene, I was like, it's Cliff. You know what I'm referencing when I say the following. My name is Cliff, brother of Joe. <laughs> I got me some crack. I want me some more. <laughs> Freaking love that movie. Dead Man on Campus. The detectives tell the officer to stop fucking around. Because that ain't pizza you holding, sis. It's a face. I say, what now? Amelia can't believe Smith fucked a butterfly, whereas Leota can't imagine that he would say no to fucking anything. Some yogurt, grapefruit. After four years in prison and now she's just hungry. This motherfucker is really robbing the place with the police outside looking for his ass easy to spot he also finds some alien like device being the moron that he is he sticks his head out front catching the attention of the detectives that are now looking for him with no exit out back uh, Amelia tells him to get to a balcony and jump <laughs> I love that Leah does the realistic voice to like jump the dude singing at the chance to catch a bad guy was cute because you know his life is so boring all the time. He mirrors Leota whose heart is beating. Amelia says hers not at all. Because you are a bitch. Smith ends up in a couple's apartment where he makes the guy pick up his shit and ends up with an invitation to fuck from the girlfriend until the cops show up hearing their argument about how he sucks as a boyfriend i opened the door for you fuck you after several brutal lands upon several balconies and being surrounded amelia takes out a squad of cops with darts and somehow the one cop didn't see her face but could shoot at the vehicle as it gets away with eagerly john thought it was a good idea to frame the events of last night on augie which would lead right to peacemaker are you fucking dumb what's funny is he excitedly wanted to tell him you know because he's so racist <laughs> he said look i could pin it on a white man and a racist one at that oh shit that also leads to yeah the fact that we're trying to cover up Peacemaker's connection to it. There's talk of a leak between them since no one knew of the operation with Britta. Because that's who she reminds me of. Blaming the newbie from Community. Blaming the newbie since she can't quantify her skills. Smith discounts her because Eagly likes her. That's the best he got. And John is too much a pussy, but also balls in someone else's mouth gives him the wrong chills. He's just over the top. There, that's what I feel about these characterizations. They're too much. The answer to the question is simple. He brought in the file uh, of the assassination <laughs> to the girl's house that he was fucking. 
who happened to be an undercover butterfly who took action after reading it. He also neglected to tell them that he left witnesses, so now everyone is very disappointed in him. He also thinks that he has a vampire dick. His excuse is not understanding the severity of the situation or what a butterfly is, and I don't want him to have any points, but he has some. He gets home to the trailer that was busted when he was taken to jail and has been neglected since. And cries like the adult man-child that he is. And knows that he messed up and that Die Beard could be his friend. But he pushes him away like everyone. I don't know what the joke is with the Die Beard. It feels like it's something from Suicide Squad. I don't get it and I don't care. But his beard does look fake. I will say that much. His friend Vigilante shows up and claims it was, and he claims it was facial muscle exercises instead of him crying. And he only looks at him after a shouty match in which he confirms that his dick is not out. Leota goes to the couple and offers to bribe them. At first, he did sound indignant. You're fucking bribing us? No. Oh, I was hoping you were. <laughs> Vigilante offers to clean up the place because he's his best friend. No, you're not. is his best friend but he's his best human friend despite never knowing his identity I thought he that explains why that guy at the restaurant was staring at him and he didn't know why he was staring at him like that <laughs> and I was like that is not a smiley face toy my dear not at all peacemaker used to think God put him on this planet for peace no matter who he had to kill or torture to achieve it and now he is beginning to realize he might be a maniac since these things called emotions are making their presence known. Vigilante counters that when he is taking down people who are murderers, heroin dealers, people who do graffiti. <laughs> this, when, I'm, when I'm squeezing their eyeballs out, feelings don't apply. To psychopaths like them because Dexter made them the protagonists. The two go into the woods and blow up some stuff despite the fact that he tells them I work for the government and I need to do my homework. The police hate Augie so much they don't even blink at the obvious setup of the murder. They roll up on him for the arrest happily. Even the neighbor celebrates. Evil. Get the hell out. Leela takes Harcourt's advice and he isn't to please, but the fur babies were so cute. Amber gets her fuck with Peacemaker <laughs> with Vigilante tag teaming and heavily against Pot. Smith ends up accidentally triggering the alien device. And then we end in prison with Augie quickly rising after attacking a black young man becoming the head of the white supremacist gang yeah that's 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 some cancer right there but um 
So that is the episode in a nutshell. I can see why Mimi would have a <laughs> a hard uh, a heartily or would be heartily. Their words are gonna try to arrange themselves in my brain. Dislike this character and everything it represents, but I think that it's a it's a challenging narrative that isn't quite like anything else and those have a tendency to attract me more just to see what they do and while i'm not really invested in the show so to speak i am curious so i'll be back with episode three at some point i'm sure episode four will drop i don't know if i'm gonna go for episode four but I did promise up till three. So we shall see how we feel then. If you want to send feedback on the show, blackocouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>